Fit and Theater of the Words presents The Reprehensibles, The Fight for Earth's Future. Episode 11, Inspector Glass interrogates Neville Constantine. On the lunar surface, the subject of Terence Wilson did not ease the mind of Inspector Manfred Glass. Across the millions of kilometers of black space, he and his two associates were finishing their lunch in a sidewalk cafe in the sector station. Although he had been on the moon for only a short time, he was frustrated. Earth City was pressuring him for a quick resolution of the murder. But his digging for information had produced little in the way of solid information. It was only Neville's influence that allowed Wilson to return to Earth and his family for two weeks. Glass was a man who did not mind digging for information as long as it produced results. Yes, but he would kindly bring me more nudge cake. The cherries on top, he said politely. So Manfred, said Stephanie, what's taking so damn long? I don't know, said Glass as he finished up the last few bites of the first nudge cake. I don't know either, said Harrier. They never take this long to expedite a subject. What's so special about Wilson? Neville Constantine. Ladies, this is a unique case. It's totally un... He stopped as the waitress brought him an enormous piece and slice of nudge cake, chocolate, and filled with more super into his cup. Thank you, my dear, smiled the inspector as he looked back to his assistant. As I was saying, this is totally unprecedented. They want me to proceed with caution with the Luna aggregate personnel because they don't know how it'll affect the future. You know, their company and such. You can't just yank everyone around the solar system because they're suspects. But you know that Wilson is generally a liar, stated Stephanie. Oh, he's a fast talker, all right. Oh, look how long he's been betting up to daughter. And many others, said Stephanie. Right, said Glass, his face stuffed with the nudge cake. Now, I don't object to a little fun in the sun, believe me. Good luck to him. What I object to, he said as he washed down the nudge cake with more soup on, is that he's so reckless. He doesn't care who he hurts. Look at the way he hid the relationship from the old man all that time. He must take us for fools, insinuated him. Ah, he's too sure of himself. But give him enough rope, smiled Glass, as he sipped the soup on him. Getting back to basics, which is what I want to do when we interview Neville and Andrea upstairs. The old issue of who benefits in front of us. Who does benefit from the death of Darius Constantine? They all benefit, said Stephanie. All right, then. Who would go to those lengths to kill the old man? Not as much who would gain, and but who would carry it out with any motive. Neville is just too cunning to walk up there himself and wipe out the old man, which is why I say we must find this Duval, he said, finishing the second sliver of nudge cake. Well, it's almost eight o'clock, ladies. I suggest we get upstairs. Neville was seated behind his terminal desk, leaning back in the chair, relaxed and unafraid of the impending interview with Inspector Glass. His sister was not as confident as she sat on the side sofa in a nervous frenzy. I see no reason for you to act in such a manner, Andrea, he said. I was just wondering what he'll ask. Then why hasn't Terrence come back? He knows I'm depressed. I'm sure Wilson has much to attend to on Earth. 
said Neville, who knew the workings of Wilson's mind. And you would do yourself good not to worry about the inspector. You have nothing to hide, he said as he waited. Have you? How dare you, Neville? She yelled as she stood up. Touchy, touchy, touchy! He smiled as her eyes sizzled. Is that all you have to do? Provoke me? A bit of sarcasm I thought you'd enjoy. I apologize, he said as the computer beeped. Yes, what is it? Inspector Glass and his assistants are outside. Send them in at once, he said, arising from the desk. Glass walked in ahead of the other woman, carrying his computer, as Neville extended his hand. Ah, Inspector Glass, what a pleasure to see you and your adorable assistants once again. I wish the feeling was mutual, Constantine, said Glass, resuming his abrasive investigative style. He walked right by Neville's outstretched hand and took over the computer terminal, activating his own computer. That's my desk. And this is my investigation. Sit down over there with your sister, Constantine, he said, pointing at the sulfur. The ladies pulled up two chairs from across the room and stationed themselves in the middle. Do you have a name for your computer? No, it's just computer. Really, I call mine Genevieve, said Glass fictitiously. You have no compassion, Constantine. I don't have to take this said Neville as he stood up. I'm afraid you do. Now sit down. Genevieve, darling. Computer, activate the sound screens. Let's get going here. Infuriated, the new head of Luna Aggregate sank down into the sulfur and folded his arms across his chest. How many times are you going to interview us, Inspector? He fiddled with the machine. He looked up at Neville. Why do I keep after you, Neville? Is that it? I'll tell you why. Because you can't stand to have people on your back. I don't know whether you're guilty or not, but I love standing in your way. I'm calling Earth right now, said Neville, rising once again. This is ridiculous. And I shall tell them how you were not seen by anyone from 7.51 a.m. until just before 8 o'clock, and how you admitted being in the murder area within five minutes of your father's death. Do you think they will listen to your ridiculous objections about being interviewed? And what I would like to know, Mr. Constantine, is why the entire area was swept of DNA, fingerprints, any trace of the murderer. Neville glared at him, knowing full well the inspector had the upper hand. Very well, you win this one, inspector. Begin your questions, he said as he sat next to his sister. And now, Andrea, began Glass. Yes, she said, putting on a nervous smile. How are you, dear? Well, I'm fine, inspector. Good, good. I'd like to know how the death of your father has benefited your relationship with Mr. Wilson. Andrea began to move around on the sofa, clasping her hands together and rubbing them as if she were cleaning. She shook her head erratically as she tried to speak. I, I, I don't know what you mean. Oh, surely you do, said Glass as he stood. Darius Constantine had no use for Terence Wilson. We all know that. Well, if you mean Father didn't like Terence, well, I guess the answer would be he did not, she rambled. But he could have later. Later? After we were married. Wilson promised to marry you? Glass asks unbelievingly. 
Andrea, said Neville, crushing his molas together as he spoke. Yes, after he returned from Earth, she answered. He said, come on, Miss Constantine, if you have something to say, then say it. He said things would be uh, different. Did he now? Smiled Glasses as he turned to Neville. And what do you know about this? I know nothing of this so-called proposal. Are you saying they conspired to kill my father? You better have good proof. Please, folks, let's not lose our tempers, said the inspector as he deliberately had provoked them. I don't want to rattle anybody's cage. Oh, sure, cracked Neville as Andrea began to weep. See what you've done now, Glass. Either ask your questions in a civil manner or we'll, or we'll say nothing more. Andrea, did you kill your father? Glass asked her bluntly. Well, that's enough, said Neville. Andrea kept crying as if her tears would somehow keep Glass at bay. But the tears appeared to be draining her physically. Oh, father, oh, father, she mumbled as she cried. Computer, lower the screens, ordered Neville, but it was Inspector Glass's portable computer that had the screens up. Unable to do so, said Desmond's computer. What? He said as he thought the computer was defying him. You will do it. Hold it. Hold it, Neville. Computer, lower screens, ordered Glass. You see, they only respond to me or one of my assistants. Ah, screamed Neville. Computer, bring in Stuart. The doors opened as his responsive aide rushed into the room. Yes, Neville. Escort Andrea to her room, Stuart, he said as Stuart helped the confused woman from the sulfur. Neville followed them from the room, his face tightening like a mad dog, ready to tear apart an intruder into his territory. When they reached the corridor, he began to shout, That man is pushing me too far, and he'll live to regret it. Where are you going? asked Stuart as Neville began to walk in the opposite direction. I have business to attend to, he said as he left them. You were hard on the girl, Manfred, said Stephanie. Never mind that. Did you hear Neville? Follow him. See where he goes, said Glass. I'm calling Earth to get the good Mr. Wilson back up here. Stephanie ran into the corridor and caught sight of Neville, turning right into another corridor some distance away. She and Aria sprinted to catch up with him as they stopped near the other corridor. It was now empty and they feared they had lost him. On the left was a shorter corridor which they entered and they could see it was a definite dead end. Check the closet at the end, said Aria as she ran down the outside corridor. Stephanie rushed to the closet doors and opened them. Inside was a narrow, constricted room with cleaning equipment and bottle-filled dusty shelves. She spun around and hurried back to the other corridor as Aria was coming back. Ends at the closet, Aria, she told her. And he could have gone a number of ways down there. We lost him. The inspector is going to love this one. Let's just hope he can get Wilson back up here. Join us next week for another exciting episode of The Reprehensibles, The Fight for Earth's Future by Robert P. Fitton. Presented by Fitton Theatre of the Word.